Hello, welcome back to the Cheers to That podcast. It's so weird, I can't see your face. How are you doing? I'm okay. I feel like a bit... Um, we were saying before we started recording that I feel like the not the reality of lockdown, but just like there's nothing going on in my life that's like exciting. <laughs> there's yeah. nothing that's like inspiring me or like making me like feel super like, yay! Apart from Christmas, I feel quite excited for Christmas. I just feel like that's because I'm excited to like go home and have like a change of scenery and see my family and that. But yeah, it's getting me down, man. <laughs> it's getting me yeah, down. I feel nothing right now. I think it's really hard when you have a creative project, like anyone who's doing anything or trying to do anything creative, this lockdown, my heart goes out to you. Um, this week we are joined by Leon Williams. Hello. Who's on the podcast this week. Leon! Leon is our producer, editor, all-round uh, go-to guy. What are you drinking? Oh, I've got some water. Are you shocking? I'm drinking uh, an iced coffee. With just an iced Americano with Ooh. no milk in it, it's black. I'm drinking iced water. Cheers. Cheers. I feel like a bit of a life update is in order. Oh my god, Leon, do yes. you, you update them? update your soul we have escaped to the countryside for lockdown i can't believe how dark it is here i don't know what it's like (laughs) in falmouth but in london it's literally like the lights are on all the time at night (laughs) yeah i suppose it's quite dark in falmouth bright green here it's so dark like you go outside you can't see your hand in front of your face oh i love it i love it and it's so cold, which I'm kind of loving. Although it's it's quite hard to get up in the morning. And also, I haven't worn a real outfit since we got here because I'm only ever wearing all the jumpers I brought with me. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm only oh ever my God. every single thing I brought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh bless you yeah i mean there's no more outfits anymore but there is there's i live in a student house so there's no heating (laughs) well we do have heating but we don't oh that's shit um no so we've got a hot tub though and we'll go in the hot (laughs) you know sometimes we'll be out in the garden running around or playing catch or like that so we're surrounded by fields on every single side so there's fields in front of the house there's a massive garden and then there's fields behind the house and on either side so well, I'll get up in the morning at 8am, I'll wander downstairs with every single item of clothing I own on, <laughs> um, with my big boots and my coat on, and I'll make a coffee and then walk into the fields, go and say good morning to the sheep, and then to warm myself up, dunk my hands and my upper arms into the hot tub until I feel oh my, my gosh, bones so warming, nice. <laughs> and then go inside so nice. for three hours. And then try and not drink until at least 5pm. I've started putting all my warm clothes at the other side of the room so that when I wake up, I have to like, oh, that's I have to idea. get out. But then this morning, I oh literally my like God. the end of the bed with the duvet around me and like reached <laughs> over and grabbed the nearest that's thing. That's funny. That's so funny. Literally. Leon's in the princess bedroom and <laughs> it's got the bed of my dreams in it. It's this big um, headboarded and footboarded Victorian. Oh. Range. No, it's made of two beds. Is it actually? The headboard and the... Wait, so what room are you in then, Lola? It's, it's just this really cold, big room. And I never put my feet on the floor 
for longer than three seconds because this one time when we stayed here a couple of years ago I watched this spider run Ooh, from one end sorry. of the room to the other so now I I don't put my feet on the ground unless I'm walking well why don't you tell them about your yeah, roommates thing. my roommates oh my god this is oh, rats we got no, rats no, no we don't have rats but when I got here I went upstairs and Gillian was like the woman we're staying with, Leon's auntie, she was like, oh yeah, I had these work away people living with me. Oh yeah. For like three months. So he had really bad headaches. So he put the curtains <gasps> up um, and he never took them down. And so I was like, oh, okay. Well, I don't really sleep with curtains because I like to be woken up in the morning by the light. And then, so I took the curtains down and I'm not joking, 150 flies flew out. Oh my god. I had to I had to individually kill each of them. And so I got this fly spray called DI fly and I <laughs> and I sprayed them all with it individually and they do this thing where they will Well they basically no, no, no. OD on it. They OD on it and <gasps> and then they just start breakdancing. Oh. And so you you think they're dead and then you hear a breakdancing oh. fly. And then when you've done it to 150 <laughs> flies, it's like this chorus oh of breakdancing wings. And then so they stay alive for like three days afterwards. So I'm going around brushing all of these half alive comatose breakdancing flies oh. into a pint glass to throw out the window. Well, and when it's you open Victorian. the window, that gap is full of ladybird and fly nests. So oh. Every- you ladybirds will just appear in your room. And, yeah. and so I basically sealed every single window with uh, DI fly. DI fly. So that if, <laughs> they walk, if they walk into the... They will die. Into Bex Hill, they're dead. <laughs> they're dead. I mean, that really ties to the theme of the episode of sustainability. <laughs> <laughs> Save the planet, but kill the flies. Yeah, I did feel bad, especially that they weren't dead. They're all half alive. I felt really bad. So do you have any life updates before we get started? No, apart from that, I've got like loads of uni work and I'm I'm sad and stressed. Oh God, I actually have to do this work. Yeah. Like, oh God, I'm actually doing a degree. So this week, my uh, gorgeous podders, we are talking about sustainability mm. and how being sustainable and living sustainably can help your mind and your body and your soul and your planet I love this because my sustainability experience kind of started off with veganism but I'm now just trying to like embed it in like everything that I do I have the mindset of like every little helps without trying to sound like I'm sponsored by Tesco (laughs) I like that so do you have one specific way you practice your sustainability that makes you feel really good or makes you my favorite thing actually to do with sustainability is like finding products that and brands that really align with my values and so like native deodorant they've they're like a natural deodorant company and they sponsor a lot of like influence and stuff and this one um yeah and also there's another really good sustainable influence that i follow called megan hughes she lives on like a little farm property in Oregon she has two pigs and like some dogs and so I ordered it and it was like really really good deodorant and it's all plastic free so it's just all paper it just like made me realize like over the years how much 
been so wasteful with so much stuff and like aerosols like deodorants in aerosols they're so bad for the environment and then there's a few other brands and stuff that I found that if they offer like a plastic free option then I'm like willing to pay a little bit more for that why is sustainability important to you Lola I think sustainability is important to me because I'll be honest And this is kind of dark, but every single time I think about my ambition and my career, Mm. I think of it as ending in 12 years time because the planet's dying. Well, the planet's not dying, we're dying. So I'm like, oh, I've only got 12 years. Let's hurry up. Let's hurry up. Like, oh my God, panic, panic, rush, rush. Because I need to like get to this certain extent of success before Mm. the 12 years is up, even though obviously... You the know. world doesn't end in 12 years. The world doesn't end in 12 years. But I have this sub- really subconscious, it's not even something I think about in a conscious sense, but this this timer that's going off in 12 years' time. Mm. Um, and, and that's one reason. But on, on a more thoughtful basis, I think sustainability is really important to me because when I know that the things I'm putting in and on and around my body are from a place that doesn't cause any harm unnecessarily to the environment or anyone living or anything living, I can feel no guilt about self-care. So yeah, the hard thing is, is that when we lived in Brighton and Hove, the nearest shop to us that wasn't Tesco's was five minutes away. A walk down the road mm. to Organic Earth, literally, or you know, if we wanted to do a big food shop that we couldn't afford to spend like a thousand pounds on, then we could go to at least somewhere better than Tesco's just up the road. But now that we live in London, Sainsbury's is two minutes away. And then the nearest shop that's sustainable is Whole Foods, which is really, really expensive. And it's like a 12 minute walk. So if it's raining and we're coming back late from somewhere and we like need to put something down quickly on the table and we can't afford to do a big food shop in Whole Foods, then we have to go to Sainsbury's and that really bothers me. I think Sainsbury's is still really sustainable though. I shop at Lidl and Asda, but Lidl is actually more sustainable than Asda probably because they pay their staff slightly better i don't necessarily think that supermarkets are like the products that they stock is kind of more important about which one you go to do you know what i mean i do kind of know what you mean because it is brand specific especially but there's something that makes me feel a bit gray when i go into sainsbury's and i do food shop because none of it's stimulating me like I'm not looking around and being stimulated whereas if I'm going to Whole Foods or if I'm going to like Organic Earth or if I'm going to yeah like that's really interesting though because that's massive like that's so interesting from like a business perspective consumer perceptions around sustainability are really important I feel that my sustainability has completely gone out the window since moving to London Mm. we haven't worked out the recycling situation We've just kind of been throwing everything out together. I very much relate to that. The first week here, we like didn't have one of our recycling um, tarpaulin bags. And I had to send an email to this council saying, how do you expect us to recycle correctly if you don't supply us with the orange bag for the cardboard? And obviously there's six of us living here and we make, we have, I'm all constantly ordering crap. Um, Talking about sustainability. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel that we used to have more money 
to spend on big food shops, but also now we're in London, money is being spent on, well, not now that we're in lockdown, but going out for dinner and exploring the city. And like, every yeah. time you leave the house in London, you spend like at least 15 pounds. Yeah. God. So I Well, can't... that is true. Like you realize, you'll realize that when you move to London, because you, you have the idea in your mind of, oh no, I can That's leave and just great. go to the park. But like you go to the park, if you get tired on the way back and you want to get the tube home, you spend money. If you want a coffee, you spend money. Well, I decided this morning that I, something needs to change. It's funny that you brought sustainability up. I can't say I stand for something. I need to have convictions that I actually stick to and carry out, even if that is as much being kind to the earth. I might go vegan again or try mm. to as being kind to myself. So maybe stopping drinking or like looking at how it's affecting my mood. I think that there is a correlation between, yeah, you feel like you're doing something good for the planet, but it's also about doing good things for yourself. Yeah. And also I think it's so, I think the crap thing is, is that sustainability can and is quite tied to money. And I think yeah. In this episode, as much as we might give out some like sustainable tips and like do this, buy this, la 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 la, like ultimately, if you are struggling financially, it is a lot harder to be sustainable on like every single aspect of it. And the privilege that surrounds things like going vegan and being able to shop at certain shops and zero waste shops and being even just being able to buy like organic fruit and veg. Have you got some masks there? I, yeah, I mean, you're segueing me perfectly into what I'm about to say because I've bought a sustainably sourced handmade mask from Zoe P. Ward Designs on Instagram and shout out to her because she's amazing. And I've refused to wear throwaway masks now because every time I see them, they make me sad for the environment. Another thing, another product that I've been using that has made me feel a lot better about my carbon footprint is the moon cup that you gave me. Oh my God, yes. I had a moon cup that I then got uh, IUD fitted and you can't really use a moon cup if you have an IUD. If, if you are and it's going fine, then that's like, keep doing it. I don't really get periods anyway because of the hormonal IUD I have. So I cleaned it for Lola. Yeah, so now I have it. Which but is super sustainable. <laughs> it is, it's so- How do you like it? I love it so much, it's changed my life. But at the moment, it's so good, isn't it? We have we're now living in the countryside for lockdown, and I left my moon cup in London, and I'm, I'm due on my period in like two three days, and I've had to buy tampons for the first time since the month that you gave me that moon cup, and that's actually had quite a big effect on my like experience of my period life. because since yeah. using the moon cup, I've felt really just like a goddess who's bleeding and all the blood is collecting Mm. in one little space if you're making a little influencer checklist of people to follow there's this really good australian um sustainable youtuber called freya healy and she does paintings with her menstrual blood oh i've Um, seen that before i kind of want to do one but i think it's cool i really miss not having a period (laughs) it's really sad (laughs) i love having a period i think it's so important having periods no like not really like they'll be like super super light and like I won't even really need to like wear anything so there's this brand called Tala which is owned by Grace Beverly who's like a fitness influencer 
she has her own sustainable um, workout sportswear brand called Tala and they're made from recycled water bottles it's like woven into fabric and they're quite expensive but I just ordered like a workout set because I don't have I don't have anything that is like long sleeve that I can work out in or anything that's long leggings. And whenever I do want to buy something that's slightly unnecessary mm. like that, like I could have survived without buying that, I always really try and make sure that it is from yeah, a absolutely. sustainable brand. So do I, absolutely. Because there's nothing wrong with like treating yourself, but I sometimes say to myself, okay, if I can't afford the sustainable version of that, then I can't afford it. And I think that change in mindset is quite important yeah when it comes to slightly more like luxurious things absolutely I completely agree I now make an effort to never buy even if I need to buy deodorant I don't buy it unless it's sustainably sourced like you were talking about native Mm. I'll use I'll use Leon's or I'll like use one that I already have but yeah I'm not buying it because it's it's the amount of plastic stresses me it it causes me stress like even if we yeah. have to shop in you know Sainsbury's I'll always buy the loose potatoes and the loose carrots and bring my own bag because mm-hmm. the amount of plastic that we waste just through even buying things that shouldn't even use plastic you don't need yeah, plastic exactly. to hold your carrots that's not even sensical just bothers me <laughs> yeah I think as well, a big thing to know is, and it's something that I heard like a sustainable influence say, is like the most sustainable things or the the way to do like skincare sustainably is using the things you have. Yeah. And so a few sustainable people that I follow, they do these things called like Project 10 Pan. And pan is like when you hit the bottom of an eyeshadow or a blush and you hit the pan. And so it's like Project 10 Pan is like using the stuff you have. Because I think a lot of people, especially like in our generation, they grew up with this whole like doing a haul every every other week. Over the years, I collected so much makeup because I used to be really into makeup. And I'm looking at it now and I still have like a whole drawer full of lipsticks. I'm like, I can't buy any more until I've at least like used a few of the ones that I've got. Mm. Do you think we've kind of entered a new time with sustainability and people being more conscious about it? Or do you think it's us as people getting older? It's a mixture of the two. I think Mm. that we've entered a time now where there's a reason I have this internal timer in my head that I believe yeah. going off in 12 years that is just so drilled into me by the fear of climate change that um, has obviously been drilled into me by by people recently in the last year or two. I also think it's on an individual basis. I did work with um, Lewis Depot Cinema where I worked with these three XR members who were all vegan and all lived very sustainably and I had to interview them and I interviewed them on protest and climate change and stuff like that and that was a huge turning point because of my individual experience with those three women it kind of really did shake me you know I had lunch with them and they were just talking to me about all of all of the things that are going to change in the coming decade or two yeah and it fucked me up (laughs) one woman in particular was uh describing the mourning process that she had with 
you know, realizing all of these things and realizing how much damage that we have done and are continuing to do. And that just mm. really shook me. But that's that was a very isolated experience that I was very lucky to have had because I was in a very unique position where I had access to, you know, I was able to... Yeah, like very privileged women. position. Exactly. I, just- I think having those experiences are really important though. So I was at this business that uh, do a lot of research around wellness and the wellness industry. They put on an event series that I went to and there was a woman talking um and she was a head of sustainability at this really cool advertising and branding agency and she was talking about how to get this company to really revolutionize I think this was for another company that she worked for but she was talking about to get these CEOs to really revolutionize their sustainability um objectives for this business instead of just doing a powerpoint presentation about this is why you should care about sustainability she like took them to see how the rivers were like getting polluted and this other video that I was watching was talking about how they genetically modified this like chemical to smell like how the air would smell in like 25 years time if we continue to pollute yeah and really like tangible experiences like that are like what is going to change people's opinions to actually make them care about reducing their carbon footprint and like reducing the amount of amount that they use their cars Um, and as much as we talk about sustainability in terms of individual steps that you can do I think it's so important to become like political with your care for the like for sustainability and for the environment yeah, um, do not worry that sustainability ultimately is useless and is not going to save the planet compared to big businesses sort of laying down their abusive practices. Can I answer this? Yeah. Okay, ahead. my thoughts on this as you were as you were saying it were that businesses will fall in line eventually, I believe with what the public are stimulated and inspired by and I can say yeah. that because I but oil is the biggest commodity in the world and people never but it's stop. running out I know but it, I th- the world will probably be destroyed by the time they've run out of it yeah I think that I think it kind of falls into two categories of where and this is what I actually like learn about on my degree and it's where business can shape the future And that's a big thing with innovation is actually creating the future instead of being guided by markets. And in that market is included in consumers. So from a business point of view, you kind of look at things of like, how can we drive change in a direction that we want it to go to through as a, as a business. But the important thing is, is that having people in business that care about the future of where it's going businesses are a slave to the consumer but you as a consumer have so much less power than a than a big business but so I also think that the more the more sustainable businesses who pave the way to do business sustainably the more it kind of multiplies because if you've got so many examples of sustainable I don't think that personally I don't think that we currently right now especially recently and it's only increasing I don't think that we're currently in a climate where a non-sustainable business 
could start Thrive. now and then boom I don't think that no I, I don't think of a non-sustainable business um could thrive especially if it's for um you know anything cosmetic from clothing yeah to beauty. I just don't I think. don't know but you know people are launching fashion lines every day that use the same suppliers that like Beyonce does and that's none of that's sustainable at all and that's booming and also like how do you be a sustainable business because at the end of the day if you're if your stuff is getting shipped to people traditionally that's not sustainable yeah being flown I think yeah I guess you could hire electric cars but you know it's very hard for a business to be I think there's certain things that like we've as consumers have made um base standard for like you know things being at least slightly climate conscious maybe not necessarily good for the environment but we've at least made it seem like companies have to care a small bit which I think is really interesting and as well like the big rise in veganism and then like now Hellman's having vegan mayo and like Richmond doing the vegan sausages like every brand is seeing that there's like money in it because people care and people want to be more sustainable but I think it's really it's going to be super interesting within the next like seven years seeing how or like seven to ten years kind of seeing what happens with that yeah because I feel like at the minute it's like there's a lot of people that do really care but they care on a kind of like base standard yeah whereas if someone said like you have to only like like seasonal like shopping seasonal and only buying seasonal produce is that something that every single person in the UK is going to want to give up like eating mangoes and stuff Yeah, something I want to reach is eradicating businesses like Hellman's, because even if they've slapped vegan on it, they're still probably underpaying their staff and Mm. contributing to terrible climate things in their factories and stuff like that. And it's just not worth. I think the big thing is like shopping small and shopping local. And this Christmas, I'm going to try do that for the first time properly is only like trying to support as many small businesses as I can and as many like local or like artists that I know personally or that I follow on Instagram because yeah I just think it's so much nicer to do that and I would much rather give someone like one thing that's had a lot more care and thought put into it and it's come from like an actual person than something that's been like brought from Amazon so everyone who's listening get excited for your Christmas presents from me they're gonna be great but then it's interesting because I've got a housemate who's like really sustainable and for her birthday like I just cut up a paper bag and I decorated it and used that as the wrapping paper and it looked really nice but I also love having things wrapped in like proper Christmas wrapping paper with like glitter and ribbons Mm. and bows and they're so unsustainable (laughs) so I love them like glitter I read this really depressing article about how even biodegradable glitter has the same effect on rivers as normal glitter does and it really pushed me over the edge <laughs> like it really really upset me no that is depressing. well that's what big businesses do is they chuck organic or like every supermarket has it has supermarket has its like better range yeah but it's not better they're just charging a bit more like I can't imagine they're like okay for this products we're going to be really abusive to the environment but for this stuff we're going to use a good factory who pays its worth the worst thing that I saw 
yeah the worst thing that I saw was a influencer get sent a PR package and it had a body wash or something in a plastic box that said this box is 100% biodegradable and she posted being like that's so good that it's biodegradable and someone messaged her saying all plastic is biodegradable it just takes like a million years to biodegrade and it was just the worst case of greenwashing I think I've ever seen and it literally made me feel sick I was like oh my god and it's really interesting though for me like starting my business and like which I'm hoping to start at like the beginning of next year looking at like how I'm positioning myself as like a sustainable brand if the suppliers that I use are not sustainable how far back do I have to go to to be able to claim that I'm sustainable greenwashing is just going to get sneakier and sneakier because you'll look up you'll look up a conglomerate chain and you'll find someone evil like when body shop who who was it who owned body shop for a while and having to resell it because people were so angry yeah so body shop started in brighton and then it got brought by l'oreal and then now it's only just i think the past two three years it's been resold back to a brazilian beauty company that is actually like like all right Mm. and that's something that you'll have to if it's important to you be pedantic with and yeah think about every single step from idea to the person having it in their hands I also think there's merit to uh, starting your business as not 100% sustainable and then working towards sustainability because you're more able to do and have a bigger impact if you've got a bigger platform and you're likely to get a bigger Mm -hmm. platform if you're just focusing on the marketing and the product itself and getting people inspired. So that's what Native have done because last year they weren't plastic free. all of their um, packaging was plastic and, and this year they've moved to cardboard packaging. Also, have you seen that H&M are going to be completely sustainable by 2030, I think it is? Which, why is it taking nine years? But does that also mean not using children sustainable? Yeah, I, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think they mean environmentally. I don't think they're going to... It's really interesting, though. on their slavery anytime soon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's been on linkedin recently like quite a lot (laughs) and i saw this guy that has a business that's in the same field as that i want to start my business i was looking at just his history and what he's done and he worked for primark in the past and his whole business model now is donating like 10 percent of every single sale which is actually quite a significant amount to like various charities and i'm like that's great and all but you worked in the marketing department for Primark for almost 10 years and you might have caused even more like destruction to those like Primark is one of those brands that you just know is is using child and factory labor like it's almost guaranteed the fact that it's so cheap oh do I have like because obviously I'm at the start of my career and like do I have to kind of sell my soul for a little bit to gain experience and to gain like valuable skills it throws up a lot of questions around personal personal sacrifice to kind of get where you want to be and to do to be doing what you want to do but to also try and care for the environment and I get really angry I'm passionate about it because I just don't think that any other generation has had to ever consider that apart from ours. And it's because like what you were saying, Lola, like there is that timing and that like imminent doom 
that I think anyone in our generation will be able to relate to. I was actually talking to someone about this and she worked for Surfers Against Sewage and the whole thing that she was just saying was like, shop local, shop local, shop local, shop local. And she was like, even if it has some like plastic in it she was like I would always shop local and I think and she was talking about we were talking about veganism actually and she was like I would rather eat meat and it be from like a local butcher's and a local cow and like wrapped in paper than it would be like buying a vegan meat substitute and I was like that's that is really true and I do agree with that but I don't personally I don't want to eat meat because of other reasons I'd be interested to hear your like kind of more like gray area things because I think for instance I shop at Asda but I do also do some shopping at the zero waste shop and I don't buy organic because it's literally not in my price range at the moment so fair enough yeah no same I'm a whore for Zara (laughs) I I can't walk into a Zara without buying Buying something. something it's not something I can control I love Zara not even funny anymore it's not like, funny everything i'm wearing is from time. zara right now oh my god i know i just i'm quite lucky in the sense that i'm sure and they make nothing for short people the only thing that i do like from zara is their perfume they do really really good like dupes for designer smelling perfume wouldn't know it's really good oh yeah because you do you shop at jo Malone. <laughs> no because i can't smell Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, people forget all I feel like I haven't shopped vintage clothing in a while. I think I'm going to... Right, shall I make a vow? I love a good charity shop. Shall I make a conviction on the podcast so I have to stick to it? Yeah, there's this really good website. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I am going to stop shopping on the high street. Boom. Nice. And um, there's a really good website, anyone wanting to find sustainable clothes. I've actually not brought anything from them, but it's a website called New In, N-U-I-N. And they actually do quite a lot of pieces that look like Zara um, and like that kind of minimalistic vibe. Um, but they're all sustainable. Jenny. I think that being vegetarian uh, really feeds into that grey area. Yeah. All of the, All of the things that are dairy that I consume I feel like they're all branded because the biggest like food brands are in dairy there's not really any brands there's not any vegetable brands but like mayonnaise and cheese and butter like it's all branded stuff it's really hard that's why it's actually been so nice living in like a small town because there's a farm shop literally like on my way to Asda so now I've been like buying um I have actually been eating more eggs than I have been at back home in Brighton but yeah like they're like eggs from someone's farm like local just like a lady's backyard chickens and it's a really nice farm shop that do like local cheese not that I saying this okay I don't like I would still buy parmesan from Lidl (laughs) yeah because like there is only so much that my budget will stretch to and I think with food Uh, it's really hard to like not turn your food habits into something so constricted that you then develop an eating disorder around I mean I really want to hear how everyone feels about like the emotional side of sustainability because I know that that's a big factor for both of us that when we shop at a sustainable place or buy something from a sustainable brand it's like a feeling unlike anything else like I went we went into the Whole Foods in Camden the other day 
and I just I love whole food I feel incredible right now and like I used to go to organic earth which is a really nice place for anyone yeah Brighton after work and I'd have a really like 14 hour shift and it would close in like 10 minutes and I just go there and I just walk around and it would make me feel amazing and I really miss that lifestyle and not having the money to yeah spend like 20 a stupid amount of money on one meal yeah everything in it is is sustainable yeah and we get a Mm. really nice bottle of organic wine I miss having that much money oh my god and just making this really sustainable little meal I think when you see a new brand or a brand that you've only been dealing with for a few months you still think about it whereas all those mainstream mm. brands you don't even think about it now like you see a thing of Hellman's you just pick it up you don't think about the packaging you don't think about the brand. yeah it, I think it's about being a conscious consumer I don't even know how sustainable Whole Foods is I no. I have a feeling they're owned by someone yeah evil but I can't remember who it is should I look it up quickly oh my god no oh my god <laughs> it's no. It's owned by Amazon. No. You're joking. <gasps> no. Joking. I knew it. I had a feeling. No. But the thing is, as we were saying previously, if the, the brands that they buy from are likely to be more sustainable than the brands that Tesco's, Asda or Sainsbury's might buy their products from because the brands mm-hmm. that they buy their products from are all either mainstream or like very big 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 or they don't want to spend the money on the extra couple of pence per item that it that it costs to buy sustainable I reckon you should um look into like maybe like local little green grocers yeah like around you in London I'm sure there'll be like loads and you can also look at getting like veg boxes I I imagine that there's loads of like veg boxes and like community co-op vibe do you know when we went into organic earth when we like walked around and we had that and the day that we decided to create the podcast we that evening we me and lola went into organic earth we were gonna buy some ice cream because it was like kind of warm oh we, we went on that lovely walk and we almost stole that woman's tree we and i think this really sums up shopping in these shops and i was like oh my god all the ice creams literally like seven pounds a tub and i was like oh look this one's only like three pounds and it was like a small tub and I think we almost like brought it to the checkout. And then I looked at it and I was like, Lola, like I just started breaking down laughing. I was like, Lola, this is ice cream for your dog. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was oh, dog yeah. ice cream that was three pounds for a tiny, tiny, tiny pot. Oh. And I think that's when it does become like, I love it because I want a puppy and I want to be able to buy a doggy ice cream for three pounds. But it becomes like slightly like sustainability gets wrapped up in this kind of like lifestyle yeah and just this lifestyle of like yummy mummies and I think I'm gonna be a bit of a yummy mummy I want to be a yummy mummy I think I'm gonna be a bit of a yummy mummy but I think I'm gonna be really cool I hope I will I I hope so focused on my business that I probably won't be able to be as yummy as a mummy could be I just my goal is just to be able to buy the things that I support the brands and the people that I want to be able to support without having super loads of guilt about the amount of money I'm spending doing that saving money and being sustainable is possible if it wasn't for the fact that education in this country especially is so 
so poor and education on yeah. how to be sustainably economically sustainably sustainable is so poor there's so much privilege that people who are making like in the guardian when they're like sustainability and like talking about recipes and stuff it's like it's in the guardian you're not going to be reaching the people that need it if you're writing it in the fucking guardian oh i made some uh cotton pads out of um a microfiber towel that i wasn't using and some other fabric and i haven't brought cotton rounds since lockdown started amazing my granddad, who was an upholster, um, is giving me his massive German sewing machine. So I'm going to start sewing again. I just wanted to list out some sustainable creators and oh, yeah. vendors that I've been loving. Uh, I got my mask from zoepward.com, who is a sustainable fashion brand. And she has done, I believe she did textiles, didn't she? Uh, Edinburgh yeah here right now um she's amazing and then we also both follow and are obsessed with um a youtuber called where I live spelled uh w-e-a-r I live and her name's Jenny and she's amazing and we love her and she's really sustainable and she has lots of affiliates with some really sustainable brands Mm -hmm. like plant people and liquid IV which is basically like uh probiotics and prebiotics and vitamins and stuff like that uh glossier which is actually sustainable when this episode goes live we will reshare bonnie and lola's top 10 picks of oh yeah sustainability. thanks for listening thanks for listening see you next week we love you we love you bye bye Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Cheers to That podcast. Don't forget you can follow us on Instagram at the Cheers to That pod and you can email us with any of your questions if you want to. Uh, our email address is the Cheers to That pod at gmail.com. Leave us a review if you liked it. We would absolutely love it if you would leave us a review um, on Apple Podcast. Uh, also, if you listen on Anchor FM, you can leave us your voice questions and we can cut them in and it would be great to hear your voice.